to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome, welcome to my favorite hour of the week. Make sure that I can get you guys to see me here, change that little spotlight, and boom, if you're watching on Facebook, I just appeared. Hey, everybody, it is Forbes Riley, and man, have I have the most exciting, crazy, amazing news to share with you. Let's start, and by the way, if you want to see my beautiful face, check it out on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and look at my name. Number one, I just returned from Tucson, Arizona, shooting the lead in a feature film. Yeah, a film that's going to the theaters. I love when people said, where's it going to be streaming? Well, it'll stream eventually, but this is a movie movie. And I just want to share with you how, one, it's amazing, how, two, it happened to, to be, and why I'm just like so crazy over the moon about it. So Let's just start with the fact that it is a martial arts Western. And if that doesn't blow you away, I don't know what will. I mean, it is, it's kind of crazy how uh, this all came to be. But let's go back 30 years when I got mugged, okay? And I studied martial arts the day after I got mugged. And it's funny, I've been watching the TV series Suits on Netflix. Uh, would have loved to have been on that, man. I'm having, if you're a Suits fan, Please comment below because I have now binge watched eight seasons. Yeah, it, it keeps me on my exercise bicycle, bicycle. And I won't give too much away, but in the very last season, one of the characters gets mugged and it's, it's painful to watch what happens to him. And he is talked to by another character who said, you need to study self-defense. So anyway, long story short, I end up in a dojo, which is a karate dance studio. And I learned all the lessons I need to learn about life. I became an entrepreneur, I think, because of my martial arts studies. And I'm going to share some of that with you. And hopefully you get very excited and share this episode out and talk about it with your friends. Because when I got mugged, as it was happening, I had no idea what to do. I, I thought in the back of my head, well, kick him in the groin. That's what everyone always said, right? He was wearing tight jeans. And it was a whole group of kids who jumped out of a car. And the truth is, as soon as they, somebody, one of them punched me. And oh my God, if you've never been punched, not only did it hurt and shock me, but I peed all over myself. That's what happens. And, and so now I'm kind of wet and weirded out and hurt and confused. And my sensibility just said, run, tell them to run here. Take my purse. Even though I had a lot of money and my jewelry had been put in my purse. I was doing a play at the time. Just take it and run because I didn't want them to hurt me and nothing in that bag was worth my life. But I will tell you, that when I started to learn about self-defense, uh, and it's very funny because the character in suit said the exact same thing. The number one rule is to be aware of your surroundings. And I will tell you that so often what happens when you walk to your car in a grocery store, even if it's daylight, you think you're completely fine. You are not. Do you know what happened once I got mugged? I started hearing horror stories from friends of mine. I knock on wood. I did not get raped. I did not get lacerated or stabbed or, or all kinds of things that happened because people today have a little less respect for life. And then I started hearing from cops and other people. There was a woman recently, get this, in between two parked cars in broad daylight at the grocery store who was raped. 
right there in between two parked cars. Now, if you think that can't be you, you are sadly mistaken. So I'm hoping that all of you listen to this and go, all right, let me just take this to heart and study a little bit of self-defense. Get in a, get in a gym and punch a bag and see what it's like to, to have your fist meet something because it, it hurts you when you punch someone. Or understand a little bit of jujitsu and how to block a punch. Or again, the biggest thing I think from, I, I spent four years in a Taekwondo studio initially before I just studied other martial art forms like Aikido and Wing Chun. And I really took it very seriously that number one, be aware of your surroundings. Don't be trusting. People are out there and it's a weird time. And people right now, especially today, money is tight. People are doing things they wouldn't normally do just to feed their family. And it might be to steal your phone, your purse, or, or even worse. So I also learned lessons and I'm going to share them with you. I hadn't really thought to title the beginning of this episode because the episode is called Show Business. I'm having two of my very uh, exciting show business friends join us in just a little bit. You're going to want to meet Chip Hopper and Darren Dowler, two dear friends of mine. But I'm going to continue on this rant a little bit because, you know, it. you don't plan to get hurt. You don't plan for this to happen. But if you're walking across the street or walking during down the street and you sit here alone and you see a group of kids, it's okay to cross the street. I don't care what color they are, what size they are. It doesn't matter. Nowadays, people can't hurt each other. That's all you need to know. And so that is the first part. But the lessons that I learned entrepreneurial wise is that when you go into a new environment, like you're learning a new skill, you're going to learn a new training, go in with this empty mindset. And that is how they ask you when you walk into a dojo, you must bow when you walk onto the mat in a studio, every studio I've ever been in in martial arts. Now, why would you bow, okay? Because it's a sign of respect. Can you imagine starting a class, a training by bowing? And it's not that you're giving up your power, but you are respecting the instructor who does know more about you about that subject. Too often when I watch kids in school now, I mean, I've watched videos of, of kids throwing desks and books at teachers. There's no respect going on. So the number one respect I learned from martial arts was a, a conversation of, you know more, I am here, and I'm coming as an empty vessel to learn from you. I respect you. The second one that I learned that I think is so crazy valuable is in many martial arts, you wear a belt to define the level of training that you're at. And everyone starts a new training as a white belt, right? And so white is very beginner and they're usually very nice to you as you get up the ranks and it can be yellow and green and blue and red and black, brown, and then, of course, a black belt we all know. Well, the crazy thing, when you get to a black belt status, you have invested a lot of time and energy into becoming an expert. So the same thing that you do in business, you become an expert in that. You are now a black belt. But when you go to a training or you go into a seminar, do you go in full of yourself? Like, well, I know everything. I'm just going to be here. No. What if you change that mindset as an entrepreneur? Because the crazy thing about when you're a black belt, and you train long and hard enough, the black belt begins to fray and underneath the black fabric is white and you become a beginner again. And we call it beginner mindset. And I love this. This is some of the things that I brought to my business from martial arts is that when I go to take someone else's training, uh, I listen. I listen very intently as though I don't know better. And it, it's been quite helpful in my career in meeting other people. And so I, I bow on some internal level. I don't physically do that. I, people think it's weird. Uh, but I don't pretend that I know more than someone until 
I've learned as much as they do. That whole apprentice thing is very important. I don't think people nowadays have enough respect for the art and the craft of learning. And as an entrepreneur, it's very important. I bring this full circle. Um, I trained for many, many, many years. And then I created my own fitness product. And then I took it into dojos and I trained a lot of black belts how to do my spin gym. And the funny thing about anybody in a martial arts studio is there, you say jump, they say how high. It's really exciting. And so I love that energy. Training entrepreneurs, not quite so easy. Anyway, 10 years ago, all my efforts got noticed by a black belt magazine and an entrepreneurial, organi- uh, sorry, black uh, karate organization. And they honored me. And I went to an event with Cynthia Rothrock, who is the leading female martial artist in movies. She's done over 75 of them. And Dawn the Dragon Wilson, 11-time world champion kickboxer, yeah, world champion, turned actor. And he's been in a lot of your favorite movies, including Batman. Um, He and I became friends. She and I became friends. And we just maintained this friendship. So the next lesson is that your network is your net worth. And when you follow people and you are friends with them and you support them, even when they're not looking, you know, one of my favorite things ever is that you reach out to people when they don't need you. So they're there when you do. And again, part of my martial arts training of discipline, of the of just dedication. And Cynthia decided that she wanted to, before she left this planet, write and produce her own movie. Now, I'm just such a fan of this idea, you guys. I talk about a big, hairy, scary dream. Yeah, I haven't done that. And I have as much wherewithal to do it as she does. And what she did was she and her husband and a couple of people wrote the script reached out to their friends to finance it, then put it up on a Kickstarter, raised a million dollars, which is not a big budget, but a lot of money for some people, and then reached out to all of her martial arts friends and said, hey, you want to be in a movie? This is crazy. And so we all supported her during the actor's strike, which is also a a crazy thing to do. The the actor's strike, as of today, listening to this broadcast, is now over. And we did, in fact, as actors, get some rights to our AI images and to streaming And it took a lot of people a long time to fight for what is right and for what they deserve. And so this is a Western. And I got cast as the bad girl. I know, new shock to some of you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, By saying the bad girl, I run the brothel. And the crazy thing about the story when I read the script is not only is Cynthia the hero heroine of the story, and she goes through a lot in this movie. Her fans are going to love it. Black Belt Magazine was on set to, 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 to do some of the behind the scenes. There's a lot of support for this movie, and I feel insanely honored. Some of you may not know names like Benny the Jet, Keith Vitale, Keith Cook, um, Richard Norton. These guys are major martial art and stunt guys. There's a lot of stunts in this movie, a lot of fighting, a lot of drama. But the thing that really got me about the film is that underneath it all, there's a theme of sex trafficking. Yeah, and if you think about the brothels of the Old West, if you went there as a woman, as a job, obviously that's a choice. And it turns out that the brothel owner, the madam, which is, they don't even give me a name. It's the funniest thing. I have a reason for not having a name because I don't want people to know where I came from, but I'm called the madam dressed to the nines in this dusty, dirty Tucson town. Now get this, the set that we shoot on, and you can see all of this on my social media, not a lot of it yet because the film just wrapped yesterday. 
It's going to take a couple of, it'll be one month for the trailer to come out and it's probably going to premiere in LA, Vegas, New York in April. Stay tuned. Do I sound excited? I'm freaking over the moon about this. I love the photos. The photos, oh my gosh, are amazing. My daughter was on the set. Joshua and I volunteered to do some of the behind the scenes filming. So you're going to hear from some of the superstars themselves. Uh, And it's just, it's a, a great thing all around. When I got to the set, this set, look up Mezcal Ranch, if you will. Mezcal Ranch is where they shot the original Tombstone, The Quick and the Dead, Outlaw Josie Wales, and about 400 other Western movies. And again, great story behind this. And I can't wait to bring this to light. Uh, and I take everything as an entrepreneurial lesson. But one of the things that happened was this town is literally built in the middle of the desert, an hour outside of Tucson, outside of anything, okay? It's within a half hour of a little teeny town that has three restaurants, two Mexican restaurants, one steakhouse, and half of them were closed. One store, it's a Walmart. Nothing else. There's like nothing else, which as the New York City girl was a little tough because it was challenging to get dinner. Um, (laughs) But we dealt with it. But so imagine, you know, when you go to like pretend towns, you see, or Western towns, you see the face and then behind it is nothing. Oh, no, no. They have built full, you open the doors, the swing doors to the saloon, and it is a decked out, deep, rich wood saloon. The general store, which Leo DiCaprio apparently had built. Clint Eastwood had another building built. Paul Newman had another building built. Steve McQueen. You're walking around this place and you are feeling Americana history like I've never felt in my life because it's not a joke town. It's designed to be filmed in. There's no electricity to it. At night, it's as black as it could be. We had to bring in generators and water and porta potties. But the funny thing was about 10 years ago, they had lost the technical lease to that land. And they were going to, they, as the Arizona was going to tear it down. That's what America does. I mean, I just came back from Italy and Greece. They don't tear anything down. They wait for it to fall down. I mean, there are 2,000-year-old coliseums. There's like a stone in the middle of the city. We don't touch that stone. That stone belonged to Sir Claudius of 1900 before the AD, whatever. Here, we were willing to tear that down. And what happened was the entire town got together and decided to raise the money to keep this going. And I felt like we were contributing to American history. I don't think I've been quite so proud as an American to be part of this. So I'm going to talk about it, share about it. Then getting to do action scenes, working with the stunt coordinators. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I could go on and on. I don't want to bore you guys. But I have had the most amazing time. And then I decided to to. To, to go on from there. It's been just this whirlwind tour. I highly recommend you guys, when you've got a dream, please stick to it. It's, and get people to help you. Because number one, you cannot do it on your own. Trust me, as a solopreneur over here, I did things way too long on my own and didn't realize the greatest sentence in the American dictionary or languaging is, will you help me? I need help. I used to think if I reached out for help, it would be a bad thing, right? People would think less of you. Not the case. I've asked friends for help. In fact, I've got two of my dear friends coming up right after this first break. You're going to meet them. They're both in a level of show business. And one of them has produced his own projects, which I'm blown away. The other is one of the best book writers ever. And you're going to hear from both of them. We're going to kind of do a, a panel today. And will you help me? I truly believe that if you have enough guts to figure out how to say that sentence and then accept the help, be gracious about it, and... Be willing to help others when it's necessary. 
your life will exponentially grow. So all I can say is that we were all on the set all week long. Uh, not all week long. I was there for a week. They're they shooting for five weeks with people that I knew. It was like old home week. And I cannot wait to share this with you and tell you about the word show business, which is what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. But to produce your own project, to get it out there, to have a dream that's so big, hairy, scary, you think, oh, I can't do this. Got to tell you, the crazy part about life right now is I've got way too many friends who are dying. Um, five of my football friends have died this year, uh, all in their 50s. It's too young. Uh, when I read about Matthew Perry on the set, my heart shattered, 54 years old. So there is nothing that stops you except you. And I think when we come back from this break, and thank you for everybody listening, to hi to Glenda and Jade and Gina and all my beautiful fans, you're going to be inspired to take the rest of your life into your own hands and say, I can do this. Whatever it is, the bigger, the, the better, the weirder, the people out there right now, this is the time of your life. And it's never going to get, you're not going to get any younger. I know that. Um, and if you don't do it, here's what happens. I guarantee this is what happens. Those gravestones, when you drive by a cemetery, they all had dreams and ideas. And those gravestones mean they're not going to happen. The book didn't get published. The movie didn't get out there. The love romance that you were afraid to say hi to that person never materialized. When is the time to take action? I've got three letters for you. N-O-W. Yeah, right now. And you've got my permission to do it. Share with me. Reach out to me. But I, I realize that I, I mean, you can tell I'm on fire. All right. I'm excited to introduce you to two amazing men. We come back from this break. You're listening to The Forbes Factor. Every week we've been here for almost more than a decade, focusing on health, wealth, and happiness. All right. With that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Say hi to our sponsors. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. All right, so the show is called Focusing on Show Business. That is how I have a career. The show is great, but it definitely takes the business part. I've got two amazing gentlemen joining me. I'm bringing them on one at a time. I'm going to start with Mr. Darren Dowler. Darren is, you know, one of the best voices ever. He's got a track record second to none, and I'm just going to let him do the introduction. Darren, will you join me on stage and say hi? Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's always better when I see your face. You got me in the uh, studio here. It's awesome. I love seeing you and I'm in my little space. So this is a great spot. Oh, I know. Will you tell everybody about you real quick? Well, I'm known to be a rock and roller. I've sung with a whole bunch of classic rock bands, Paul Revere and the Raiders, Bill Medley, the Righteous Brothers, uh, Chuck Neger on Three Dog Night. Uh, I've done shows with Gary Puckett. Uh, I've been on stage with Skinner. I've been on stage. I uh, did a co-bill with Van Halen one time. And... Um, Let's see what else. What else? What and I was the first guitar player for the Backstreet Boys, and then uh, you know, and and large a large part of my life now is dedicated to film because I'm kind of producing full time again and acting. So music and film and fun and family. That's it. And you're also a juicer. When I when we we first met, remember you were Aggie owned a juice bar, and wow, yeah. just phenomenal. And He's I'm more also- into it now than ever. I I believe in it more now than I ever have, and um, had my blood checked recently, and they tell me I've got the blood of a 17 year old. So. Ow, and the energy of one. And he's got two beautiful daughters. And I will tell you, I, I watched Raina grow up. Also, a beautiful singer, one of the most exotic looking, amazing women. Uh, I know she's designing dresses, but I got to tell you, as a singer, when I listen to the two of you sing together, it's my heart just does something crazy. Well, she's she's going to be singing again, you know, at eight years old. She's like you. She reminds me of you. Actually, At eight years old, this child came up to me and I said, are you going to want to sing for a living? You know, no dad wants to hear yes on that. And she goes, eight years old. No, dad, I think singing's not reliable enough for me. I'm going to become a fashion designer, be really rich and then sing when I want to. Eight years uh, old. <laughs> I, you know what, guys, I'm going to put a couple of links to the two of them singing together in the notes here because you will be blown away. You've never, you know, and then to watch this man, I, you know, you know this, but of all the things I don't do, I don't sing at all. I would do anything. When I watch him on stage jamming out, man, it's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> well, we're all very fortunate. We all, it's a big chain, a, a big a club. We all have different talents that all work together in one big circle. So <laughs> what's one of the things that you just do, do you understand how like gift, like you got this gift, right? But you've made it into a business. You've made, you know, you tour around, you're on shows, you're doing this. Where, how Explain to people how when you've got a gift, how you need to monetize it and understand there's two sides to this. Well, that's a, that's a never ending story there. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how to monetize some of the things I do. But, uh, you know, when I was young, I just jumped on the road with a bunch of uh, rock bands uh, in the 80s, you know, back in the 80s and uh, just started singing and doing my thing. A decade went by, made some money, did some touring. And then I realized when the touring stopped, I went, oh, wait a minute, there's no structure here to keep going. So I realized at that point that I had to become a businessman. So uh, at that point, I had to sit back and really analyze what I do. And, and you know, to understand, uh, I think the big mistake most people make is they just do what they do. They don't try to understand the business. And you need to understand everything from the planning to the execution, to the delivery, to the compensation, to the taxation. You need to you need to hold marketing. You need to know it all. And if you don't know it all, you're reliant on other people and they can steer you wrong. So 
I just decided one day in my 30s, I said, you know what? I'm not going to just rely on the this anymore, my talents anymore. I want to become a good. So I started getting mentors, people like you. And uh, I started getting people that knew and I started listening and studying. I worked with managers and I had them teach. You know, I'm one of those guys. If I, I feel rude because if I'm in a conversation with somebody and they say something with a word I don't understand, I immediately look it up because I'm just that guy. I thirst for knowledge. You know, I've been studying, I mean, other than music and film, I've been studying microbiology and virology for 25 years. You know, I read I read the Harvard and Yale books of biology, and I just, that's my thing, you know. And and um, But I, uh, I learned with business, it's teaming with other people. Nobody gets rich on their own. You need good partners. You need good friends. You need people you can trust. You need to get up in the morning. You need to work hard. You need to put in 10 hours a day if you want to be successful. Well, and you're that, also an author. Yeah, that's that's one of my joys. And that is why I'm going to bring on Mr. Chip Hopper. Now, Chip, you turn your camera sideways. Can you turn the other way? Because you're literally on the side here. We cannot hey, see you. Yeah. I, can, I can turn it however you want. We're kind of going like this, going, what's going on with Chip Hopper? <laughs> Chip, welcome to my stage. I'm excited for the two of you to meet. They've never met before. Chip, will you take a moment and share, Mr. Book Jedi, who you are and what you're up to? Absolutely. First, uh, an honor to be here, Forbes. Always love hanging out with you. Uh, excited to meet you, Darren. And, uh, you know, I, I write books. I uh, help people tell their stories. And um, I write the best books with the best topics with the best people. So it's, it's a, lot, a lot of fun to do. And I run masterminds around the world, uh, helping people tell their stories. He did a book with Richard Dreyfuss. Like, it's not just you do book for the average entrepreneur, my friend. You do books at a very high level. Yeah. So explain to me, why does somebody want a book? Well, <laughs> so for, for me, the answer is our lives are defined by the stories we tell. And uh, did I go off here? No, no, on? you're fine. You're totally okay. here. We got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I popped back to your face, which is great. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, offline. Uh, you know, our lives are defined by the stories we tell. And one of the best ways to... Um, understand your own story is to write it down and to make a history of your story. And I found like uh, book Jedi is actually an acronym for a book's journey of evolution, disruption, and impact. And I found that as people write books, the books are often more impactful to them than even to their audience uh, because they learn so much about themselves and they learn about, about who they are. And uh, I believe everybody has a story and I believe everybody should write their story. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is Thoreau said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and die with their song still inside. And my purpose is to help people sing their songs and their stories before they die Amen. while they're still alive. Love the fact that we've got the two of you on here. I'm going to do something just because I can. So I'm going to add Darren to the mix here. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, and since this is a cover song, I guess I don't know if we need the rights or not, but I'm going to share a little bit of it because it just touches my heart when you talk about the stories that we talk about and this thing that we do. I have a little, I have Raina here, real quick, and just you guys need to listen to a little bit of this. It's just too beautiful. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? What do you want more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling in 
times I find myself longing for change In all the bad times I fear myself She's only 14 or 15 here. She is. You guys listen to this. Tell me something, boy. <laughs> Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Times I find myself longing for change, and in the bad times I fear myself. I could continue to listen to this. I know we have a show to do, but I got to share with you guys. I will put a link to that. When I heard it, that that version of you and your daughter, I just look at Chip's face. Chip, when you listen, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to add that to my collection right now. (laughs) Yeah, I I disappeared from the mix. I think. No, no, no. You're right here. We see, we see you. Oh, okay. When you see that, how does it make you feel? Uh, you know, my, my, I'm so proud of my, my daughter, Anish. It, it warms my heart to, she's not here with me for the first time because she's in Los Angeles going to fashion school. And, I, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I never realized what that whole empty nest thing was, although my nest is still half full, but, uh, but I've got to, when she left, it was like one of the hardest moments of my life. Cause she's just been part of my life every day for 18 years, you know? I do know I have two beautiful children and my kids are turning 21 in two weeks, believe it or not, Mr. Darren. Wow. Uh, Riker's in college and I call him and I, I don't even, it's, it breaks my heart. My daughter and I work together. She's not here at the moment because she's oh. got this travel bug. She was in Puerto Rico. She's now in Las Vegas on her own. I cannot comprehend that my eight-year-olds can live life on their own. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. I, I worry. It's like, I remember my mother told me as a kid, uh, she says, you know, I said, what's it like when you have kids? She goes, You'll know love as big as it gets, and you'll know fear as big as it gets. You'll be afraid every day for them. And I was like, oh, that's true. We are. I know. Chip, how do you feel about yours? Man, I the same way. Like my oldest two have moved out on their own. And my youngest two, one lives with my with his mom and one lives with me. And and every day that goes by, it's like I measure my days on how much time I'm spending with them because I know uh, how quickly they move out and they move on. And uh yeah, it's uh, kids are amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm glad that both of all of us have not missed that. Darren decided to go back to that. How old? How young is your youngest now? Uh, three. Three. She's three. Yeah. Oh, I know. She'll probably be wandering in here any minute. She, I hear her down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. I'll tell you what. I may have to get a dog. <laughs> I, uh, I actually got off the road because, you know, with rain, I was on the road a lot. I mean, I still was home a lot, too, you know, but but I just decided that I cut I cut my touring way, way. I mean, one tenth, maybe one fifteenth. I'm only doing four or five specialty shows on the road next year. And then the rest of the time I'll be here uh, at home uh, working, you know, so. 
All right. So you know what? I think I brought this crew together because now I'm on this, this idea. And Darren, I reached out to you privately. We need to do a movie. We need to do something because I'll tell you what. I watched this project come together that I've been working on, and I've definitely thought Chip has got wild, amazing connections. Uh, Chip took me to the studio that produced Sound of Freedom. We got oh, wow. Yeah, Angel Studios out in Utah. And, and I'm not kidding. I'm, I don't, you know, I, I don't allow in my company, one of our core values is you're not allowed to say the phrase, I don't know. So somebody says to me, Forbes, how is it going to happen? <laughs> However it happens. But I know if you keep talking about it long enough and you envision it, and I wrote Darren the other day because he had written a sitcom for me a long time ago that we never filmed. And part of me is thinking, <laughs> why didn't we do that, my friend? It was funny. It was wonderful. And you get distracted with life, or in my case, you get a little afraid. Darren, when you get afraid, are you afraid ever to walk out on stage in front of all of those people with a guitar? I mean, where does that fear level and how do you mitigate that? Well, it's like anything else. Once you've done it a thousand times and you've got your 10,000 hours, as they say, and it, it, it mitigates a little bit of that fear, I would guess. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. Every night when I walk out, uh, I'm still nervous for that first half of the first song every every night because there's so many factors that have to come together to make the thing work. You know, you've got 300 people working to make a show work. Here, you know what's funny? One of the most nerve-wracking things I've done in 30 years was – I'm in Kansas City now, which I love living here. And um, so when I'm home, which is a lot now, I've been asked by a couple of the downtown places to come do some fun music. So I did for the first time in 35 years, I actually did a gig with just me and my acoustic guitar at this really cool 1920s lounge called the Vu Lounge. Looks like like John Dillinger should be in there. And it was so funny because when I sat down with my, I'm so used to having a band and production and lights and this and that. When I sat down, it took me back to my teen years and for the first couple of songs i was like this is nerve-wracking sitting here this close to everybody <laughs> <Love it. laughs> hundred feet from the, the audience you know seven feet up so it's like wow it was but i had i had one of the best times i've had you forget how intimate being intimate with your audience and and that kind of thing is but in answer to your question i uh y- you know what i just go out there I'm nervous every night when I first start. And then as I get into the show and warm into it, that that rehearsal and that preparation and that expertise and, and you know, and our our craft kicks in. And when you're well rehearsed at your craft, that takes over the fear. Well, I have to tell you, I was on set. I'm watching McKenna, who I believe would be a brilliant producer. This is the second film of mine that I've had her on. And man, she is a, she's dogmatic. She runs a company now. So she understands what it's like. I'm like, you know, we kind of have a built-in producer here. Chip, what do you think about, what about producing our own movie? I'm all in. (laughs) (laughs) However it happens. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. So Chip is over in Utah and Utah's got a phenomenal uh, array of people. Mm -hmm. And so when you see, what, what makes you nervous when you venture out to do something new? Does anything make you nervous? You know, that's a great question. And I like to think of it in terms of, of, you know, nervousness, you know, excitement and fear. They, they all have the same uh, response in your body. And it's mostly just how we look at it and perceive it. Uh, you get often the same feeling of picking up a date as you do of going on a, on a stage and or a first, a first date. Right. And it's, it's how you perceive what that feeling is that you're feeling. Uh, so for me, a lot of it is about mindset. And it's about stepping into a space of why you're doing what you're doing, who you're doing it for. And, and that helps a lot. One of the things I like to do is uh, you talked about this a little bit earlier about being uh, stepping in and being the beginner and being the new person or looking at it from 
the new person's eyes, right? Right. Uh, Liz Wiseman talks about this a lot. And but one of the things that I like to do is push myself in new areas because if you're pushing yourself in one area, it makes it easier to cross that boundary in in other areas. So, for example, I'm doing a lot of ballroom dance right now, and uh, I. <laughs> You know, you put me on a on a dance floor by myself, and man, I can go all day because I since I've been eight years old, I've watched myself dance in the mirror, and I and I love solo dancing. But but partner dancing is a whole different ball game, and I still feel like I have two left feet. But by pushing myself in that area, when I come back and I do business or I get on stages, all of a sudden I'm in this space where I'm I know how to step across that hurdle. I know how to step across that line of of not feeling confident and comfortable because I'm pushing myself every day to go on this dance floor with these women <laughs> who are fantastic dancers and I am still working to get better at it. So look at that smile on his face. You should always be doing something that challenges you like that. He's a very, very happy man and you are single at the moment. So I'm going to say ballroom dancing must fill a very interesting void because it's kind of a yeah, sexy it's, thing it's to it's do just to dance with a partner on stage and have that trust. Hey guys, we're going to take know that. It, now that we know he likes to dance solo as well you know big solo dancing tom cruise all that we got to have him do a solo dancing in the movie oh that would be an interesting conversation well you know it's funny because he likes to produce big events that's his expertise and so now i'm thinking hmm i know that there's something here i'm just going to keep mixing the pot with my magical potions we have one minute to our break you guys um i want you to both think about what is an obstacle that you have not yet overcome so we can just put some intentions out there to the world that we're going to create something maybe you guys have never seen as the audience listening to this are like, hmm, I want to stay committed to these guys and see what comes to fruition. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute right after this break. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And I got to tell you, can you see the smile on my face? Yeah, I'm in the comfort of, I'm coming in the company of two amazing men. You want to come back right after this break. Don't go away. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, you guys, we're coming back for the last tiny bit of our show. I cannot believe the hour went by this fast. I'm so grateful that I thought to ask two of my very dear friends and that they get to meet live. Uh, Mr. Chip Hopper, who's over in Utah, and Darren Deller, magnificent, I was going to say magician, but he is kind of musician, <laughs> filmmaker in Kansas City. Um, we have been talking about hopes and dreams and films and projects. So, Chip, we're going to start with you. You are writing books and doing crazy, amazing events around the world. I had a chance to spend nine days with you in Utah. Everybody loves you in Utah. You know everybody. And I'm not, it's not a joke. I mean, everywhere I went, Darren, it was amazing. People would just like roll out their red carpet and met lots of fun celebrities, got to speak on a bunch of stages. Chip, what's next for you? Yeah, I uh, got a lot coming up. One one thing I'll say, uh, from what you talked about earlier, you talked about making sure that uh, you said something about reaching out to people when they don't need you so that, that they will know to reach out to you when they do. Yeah. I love the reverse of that as well. Reach out to people when you don't need them so that they will be there when you do. That, that's what is that? The, that's that is the quote. Reach out to people when you don't need them. This oh, one okay, because you you, you said it the that? opposite way. <laughs> oh well, I mean, okay. Let me let me reiterate that. Well, I learned this from a a political fundraiser who, whenever I would go to his office, was on the phone, and I kept saying, "What what do you do all day?" He's like, "I call people." I'm like, "Why?" He said, "You reach out to people when they don't need you to celebrate a birthday or say hey or I saw you on Facebook, so that when you do need them, they don't think you're just using them." Does that yeah. make sense? That's what I meant yeah. to say. You know, I'm not sure. I don't know if there's tea in my drink or not, but yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I do think I do think it works both ways, right? But uh, but yeah, so I've got a couple of big events coming up. Um, working on putting together a big cruise where I want to charter a cruise for six thousand people. All right, so Darren, wait, Darren's done a lot of cruises. Talk about oh, a yeah. self-funded project. Now, this may be a good business deal for you. So, Chip, describe what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, so I want to bring together 6,000 uh, people that are all heart-centered uh, significance, bringing together uh, uh, people that want to make a difference and change the world and also have the ability and the resources to do it. Uh, and the way that looks is I'm bringing together a team, which I call my alliance, and our alliance helps feel that ship. So there's a you know, distribution of, of um you know, affiliate revenue, rev shares, all these things, because to me, it's about the rising tide lifts all ships. And so I want as many people as possible to make money from this event uh, and bringing this together. And, and the plan is to bring people together for a week on this cruise, have them connect and have us actually build and workshop things that by the time they leave this cruise, they'll have things running that will be making them money and moving them towards their dream rather than going to an event where you spend four days there and you get great information, but then you go home and you get right back into your normal life and you never implement anything in it. So the intent of this is implementing together with, with a group of greatness. And uh, yeah, that's the main premise of it. Darren, an entire cruise ship he's raising, everybody on the cruise will know who brought them there. That's awesome. And now you've played a lot of cruises, haven't you? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got two coming up. I've got the Concerts at Sea Classic Rock Cruise in January. And then in March, I have the Flower Power Classic Rock Cruise uh, going out. So I do a couple of those a year. 
Yeah. And over the last that four years, I've probably done two or 300. I mean, I've done at least, well, not that many, about 150. I do about 50 a year for a while. So, uh, well, I get, that's not right either. I do, is my way, I'm sorry, I did about 20 a year. So about 60 to 70 in the last three years. I, my math's terrible. We may have to join you in January because that's my favorite music. I remember I walked in, Darren was doing some concert here in Florida. And this is my kind of music. I just love you know, the music that I grew up dancing to, 60s, 70s, 80s. And you were playing. I just couldn't stop dancing the entire night. So You were a dancer. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Chip and I, now that you know what we're doing, now we're going to be out on the floor doing our thing. <laughs> yep. I feel like on any of Darren's concerts, they could have that little cage. I'll put on the go-go boots and I'll just do my thing. <laughs> you fit right in, especially with the Raiders, though. Yeah, oh, I know. My all-time favorite songs. So, oh, oh God, I, I get crazy when I hear all that. So, Darren, what do you have coming up? Uh, like I said, I'll be filming a movie, a couple of films here soon. I'm still working on getting this pilot for this new television show I'm working on. And I made a decision about a year ago. And we're just now starting to move on. I'm actually starting... Long, a, a very short story is, you know, in the music and film industry, it's very hard for us to collect money sometimes. It just is, especially the way things are set up now. You know, you get a million streams on Spotify, they send you a dime. So I've actually decided, <laughs> uh, my films will still be everywhere else, but I'm starting my own network. Uh, it's called DDTV, and uh, it's going to be on the Roku uh, system through Vimeo Pro. And uh, all my projects are going to be on there so that when I start advertising the projects, now people will have to go to my network. Uh, and if they want to watch it, they'll go to my network to watch it. And I'll have a bunch of stuff on there from comedian friends, musicians, other filmmakers. Uh, but we have uh, it's a group effort. We decided to do it because we want to make sure we're cutting out some of the middlemen, not because we want to, because the middlemen sometimes don't pay their bills. So uh, we're going to make sure that we're getting paid for our craft. And uh, so the only way I've decided to do that is to start my own company. So we're in the very beginning stages of that. And um, wait, 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 now let's talk about um, grace of, is it grace of father? Yeah. Grace of the father. Remind me and tell everybody about that film. Cause I remember when you were shooting that. I shot that film six years ago, believe it or not. And it just got finished. The uh, long story short, the director was stricken down while we were making the film. He became very ill. He became a quadriplegic in 24 hours and they still don't completely know what happened, but he's, you know, he wasn't supposed to make it, but he did make it. So long story short was I directed the second half of the film and played the lead role in it. And um, so we got it done. Uh, I, of course, we go our separate ways. I, I, you, know, you don't hear much about a movie. As you know, once you make a movie, you don't hear much about it until somebody says they saw it. And uh, so a few years later, they contacted me because I, I have a studio. Uh, I now have a full music and film editing studio. Um, and so they called me and said, we couldn't get the movie finished. Do you think you could help us finish it? So we finished the movie in my studio. It took some time because there were some issues. And uh, so we just got it done. It immediately got picked up by a really big distributor. And um, and the Dove review just came out. And I don't know if you've read a lot of Dove reviews. They're tough. And this one is brilliant. The review is brilliant. And um, it's a retelling of the prodigal son story. You know, Dean Miller is a wonderful Christian filmmaker. And he made a good movie here. And uh, so we're really excited. It hits streaming, it hit, hit, hit streaming in a month or two. So be, be on the lookout, join my Facebook page and you'll see the announcements. So. Well, absolutely. Hey, Chip, as you're listening and watching Darren, is there any question that you might have for him? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, well, I was going to say like, uh, Darren, I think you have an amazing voice. And, uh, we were talking in that break about your album that's coming out. And, uh, I was going to say, I need to make sure you, uh, text me when it does come out so that I can get on and, and absolutely. Grab it. so, I'll definitely uh, but the questions for you. Yeah. Um, 
Mm. What is uh, <laughs> what is your favorite memory with your daughter? Oh, meaning my first daughter. I'm guessing yeah. probably yeah. my favorite memory with my first daughter, Reina, is when she was about four, and we went to our first daddy daughter dance. And we got there and she sprinted off and ignored me the whole night as all the kids did. So the dads and I all stood back and had pizza. And I think they had some drinks back there. And then the last song of the night, she's so little back then. She ran up to me and said, daddy, it's the last dance. Can we dance? And so she stepped on my shoes and we danced for three minutes. And it was probably the most special three minutes of my entire existence. So and still, it still makes me tear up when I think about it. <laughs> what a great answer. Oh my gosh. And a great question. Darren, same thing for Chip. Now that you've just met my crazy author who does events in Utah and wants to do an entire cruise, um, question for him. Yeah. Well, I write fiction, Chip. You know, I, my last book, The War of Angels, has been out for a few years now. I'm working on my first. Uh, and when I've got, you know, with the two of you sitting in front of me, I mean, I've got it. All I have to do is call you, both of you. All the questions will be answered for sure. But I, uh, I'm right. I've been working on another book uh, for about uh, about eight years now, just piecing it together, not forcing it through, just little bits here and there. I always get this question. Um, you know, uh, people ask me. It's like you know, some people are musicians, some people are actors, some people direct, some people write. How do you do it all? And you know, I had to think about that answer for a long, long time. But I, the, but I've always achieved my goals the same exact way. So I actually started my first self-help book about eight years ago. I think we've even talked about this, Forbes. Yeah. I started off the 16 steps to your dreams. Now it's I've I've done the Bruce Lee thing and cut it down. It's now called the 10 steps, the, the 10 steps to getting everything you want. And right. so I thought about my exact process of how I did this. And and I and I never realized it until Forbes pointed it out to me, actually, uh during one of our discussions. We were I remember we were having um we were having food at an all uh, at a vegan restaurant in Santa Monica somewhere. Really mm -hmm. cool place with noodles and stuff. And she and you asked me the question how I got and it made me I never really thought about it. I just did it. And but I I always every goal that I reach I reach the exact same way and it works for me. And so all my friends call me and say you know I want to start this business but I'm so busy doing this and I got my kids in school. How do you do it? So I I started this book a long time ago for no other reason than to just help like minded people like me might not work for everybody, but it works for me. So how do you go about getting a, a self-help book out there to help people? Because that's all I want this to do. Love yeah, that's this. A, that's go, a, go, fantastic go. Fantastic question. So for me, one of the things that resonated with me early on, I, I used to travel with Stephen Covey back in the, in the 90s, and I would go to events with him and help him run and organize those. And uh, he had the seven habits of highly effective people, which people really resonated with. And I came to realize that there are nothing in those seven habits that are new. Like those seven habits are all thousands of years old. What was different was the framework that he built that resonated with people. So those seven habits became something that people could learn and they could understand and they fit for what they were doing. And it became a big part of what I do. And BookJet, I actually started by doing frameworks. And when I help people with their books, it's first about the framework. There are a lot of ghostwriters and uh, and others that will come in and they will put your book into a template and they'll make this or that and they'll write it in their voice. To me, the most important things are making sure the framework resonates around your life because that's going to connect to the people that know you and, and are interested in the same type of thing. Uh, and then I write in your voice and I help you write in your voice. 
So coming up with what you look, when you look at it and you say, here is the main thing that I want to share with people in this book and make sure that it's not everything that you know, right? <laughs> one thing, one thing authors often do is they're like, I have so much knowledge I want to share on everything. Well, if you can decide on what's the one thing you want to share, and then you decide on the 10 areas that you want to share about, and then the stories that fit in those 10 areas, uh, that's where you can start to build what I call the skeleton of your framework. And then all those pieces that you've pulled and you've got sitting all over the place, all of a sudden you'll start to go, oh, this fits here on the skeleton. This one fits here on the skeleton. This one doesn't necessarily fit on the skeleton. So I'm putting it in a different bucket. And here are the ones that I don't know if they will yet or not because I haven't fleshed it out. And you start to build around the stories that you have on that skeleton. And oh, no, no. You need to wait, wait. I, 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 you know, we have three minutes to the end of close. Bring that oh. beautiful girl on your lap. I'm sorry, I mean, Chip. No, no, no. no you're, sorry. Good, you're good. You're the good. answer. So first of all, say, say her name so we all can oh, see her. Hello, Miss Bianca. My name is Forbes. You guys, if you really have to go to my Facebook channel and see little spider girl sitting on daddy's lap, looking like an absolute princess. We have two minutes. (laughs) She says, daddy's in here in his office. Okay, we have to let Chip finish his statement, okay? Well, no, we have only two minutes left to the end of the show. So on that note, we're going to talk about how to get Darren's book out to the world. I've made two new friends here. Darren, you've got 30 seconds. Give us your hope for the world. My hope for the world is that people wake up, realize how awesome this world is already in front of us, realize that we have every single person listening to this. Your destiny is in your control, not the control of a bunch of people out there that that pull strings and things like that. Whatever you want in your life, lay down a plan and go get it. And my my biggest thing is don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of on this planet. We're only here a few months and then we're gone. So lose all your fear. Go after what you're passionate about. And along the way, be kind to and help others and give back. And I promise you, whatever you give, it comes back tenfold. So, I love that. Chip, you've got 20 seconds. Go. First, she is so cute. <laughs> second, <laughs> second, like uh, the you that you know exists only in your head. And the you that someone else knows is a different version of you. And you basically, there's a multiverse of you. So take that awareness. And if you don't like the story that you're living in, rewrite your story. Because you're... Present is not defined by your past. Your past is actually defined by your present. Everything you see is through your current lens. So the way you look at your past is how you define your past. And that comes from your present. So change the way you look at it in the present. And I am who I am because of my friends and the beautiful people I surround myself with. Cannot wait to give your daughter a hug. To everybody listening, you've been watching The Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. Today's one of my all-time favorite shows. Go out and make it a good one. And I'll see you again next time. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon.